0: News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio here on the biggest news talk channel for North Alabama, WVNN. The biggest show is this one, Right Side Radio, Solid, Conservative, and Just Plain Right. Hey, listen, uh, I'm going to open the phone lines up a little bit. 866-494-9866. That's 866-494-9866. We have run the gamut today. If you want to call in about Afghanistan or your thoughts on it or the policies you're seeing in effect, uh, pro or con, love to hear it. If you want to talk about uh, what the Attorney General said about standing in the gap on behalf of Alabamians and conservative issues uh, inside and outside our borders, call in and talk about it. If you want to talk about school choice, like I just did with Parker Snyder, and whether or not you wish your kids could go to a different school, or whether you think it's wrong to try and open up the, uh, the, uh, the gates and allow people to go where they, they, they want their kids to go, uh, call in and tell me. For right now, while I'm waiting on the phones, 866-494-9866, I will tell you this real quickly about my friends at etaxbreaks.com. If you have not heard Etaxbreaks.com is a company that literally helps your company find money it didn't know it qualified for. How cool is that? Basically, there's money out there. There's like three thousand programs or more where where you can you can just find out that because of the way you run your business, you you qualify for for funding like tax incentives, tax breaks, grants. Like, did you just hire a veteran? Do you uh, do you keep your business open during a pandemic uh, in spite of the odds? Did you uh, maintain your employees? Did you hire new employees? Did you put your business in a certain geographic location? All these things and more qualify you for monies you didn't know you had. Etaxbreaks.com, they just invoiced out $7 million in found monies for their clients last month alone. They don't get paid unless they find you money. Etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side, that's the website, go check them out. Etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side. All right. All my brethren and sistren out at Redstone Arsenal and other military installations. Uh, If you haven't already heard, listen closely, green suitors, because it is now upon us. The Pentagon is now requiring members of the U.S. military to get vaccinated. Now, roughly 70% of the U.S. military is already vaccinated. And I don't even have to say for what. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? There was a time when I brought up vaccination, they go, vaccination for what? Polio? Smallpox? What are you talking about? I say vaccination right now, the only vaccination... In anybody's mind is for COVID-19. So yes, uh, COVID-19 vaccination is now required for all active duty military. Um, actually, I say it's all U.S. military, period. I, I'm assuming that means National Guard and Reserve also. By September 15th, that is not far away, five weeks. You got five weeks to get her done. Now, I don't know what happens if you're trying to get it done, and you, you, you haven't been able to because of uh, some type of mobilization, so maybe you're at the uh, NTC, the National Training Center, you know, you're know you in the box out there uh, kicking dirt and, and and doing what you got to do, and, and you're not in a place where you can get that. And by the way, do they really want you to get a COVID shot that's going to make you sick in the middle of an NTC rotation? I doubt it. Head on down to JRTC in, in, uh, at Fort Polk, or, or for that matter, you're just literally slammed. And you can't get to a place where you can do it, um, and and I don't see in here. I'm looking at the policy. I assume that means for the first shot, um, and apparently they are they are requiring the, the use of the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, could that be? That can't be right. No, that can't be right. They're saying the Pfizer. Uh let's see here. I'm looking at the actual SecDefs memorandum for all Department of Defense employees dated August 9th, 2021. That's today. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, they expect Pfizer to receive full FDA licensure earlier next month. But in the intervening few weeks, uh, he has every confidence, he says, that service leadership and your commanders will implement this new vaccination program with professionalism, skill, and compassion. K. Okay. We will have more to say about this as implementation plans are fully developed. In the meantime, we will comply with the President's direction regarding additional restrictions for unvaccinated federal personnel. Meaning, we know who you are, you do not have your papers, therefore you will be set aside and treated differently. That's what's happening. Uh, they're going to keep a close eye on infection rates, he says, which are now on the rise due to the dreaded Delta variant. I heard today we now have a Lambda variant. I'm pretty sure one day we're going to have a Zulu variant. I mean, it's going to go all the way down the line, run through the entire phonetic alphabet, and then start over again with a double A, I guess. Uh, To defend this nation, we need a healthy and ready force. I strongly encourage all DOD military civilian personnel as well as contractor personnel to get vaccinated now. Well, that's what he says. Secretary of Defense says get it done by September 15th. I don't see the or else. I don't know what happens if you're... I mean, what if you're what if you're up against your ETS date and you you don't want to uh, to get it? I mean, what do you what do you do? Uh, you're, you're you're exiting the service in five weeks. Why would you? And you don't want to get the shot. Why why would you then be forced to do it? Do you have to? Um, what happens if you're headed for deployment? Do you still have to? What happens if you are on some type of a training rotation, like I said, and the shot may or may not coincide with the timing of that rotation? But what happens? They don't say. I imagine there's one-offs. There's going to be situational uh, data they have to take into account. There's going to be case-by-case basis. But what we are seeing, though, my green suitor brethren and sistren, is that uh, what we knew was coming came. Secretary Austin says, get the shot. Doesn't matter whether you like it. It's going to be a part of the condition of your service, and you will have to get the shot. Um, interesting times in which we live. I'm sure at some point that'll be entered into your permanent record. It'll probably emerge in your CAT card one day, and everybody will know that you are or are not a shot victim uh, or a shot uh, recipient. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say victim. Um, other things happening in the news. By the way, if you want to call in, talk about that, 866-494-9866, 866-494-9866. I want to remind you guys something big's happening this week. So this coming Thursday, the 12th, your state school board is headed into a meeting with an extensive agenda, which is not unusual. They usually have extensive agendas because they, they only meet periodically, so they have to have a pretty robust agenda when they go in. And this particular agenda has item number O, I believe it is on new business, that considers a resolution which uh, your, your radio show host here, Phil Williams, participated in the drafting of, Uh, In conjunction with our friends at Eagle Forum, the Alabama Policy Institute uh, proposed this agenda uh, item, a resolution banning the implementation of anything that looks and resembles like critical race theory in our K-12 education. That is so necessary, y'all. The very idea that they say it's not there, oh, it's there. It's there now. We've had a number of teachers around the state that have signed on to a pledge that they will teach critical race theory no matter what happens at the state school board. Well, those few activists need to be—they um, uh, need to have a discussion, if you know what I mean. Just a little, a little counseling, a little employment counseling. But what I'm hoping is going to happen this coming Thursday is that Governor Ivy, who recently announced that she is not in favor of CRT, uh, is going to find it uh, in her uh, capacity as the head of the state school board to lead a charge to pass this resolution and to ban. Um, the type of teachings that critical race theory brings about in our K-12 education system. We we do not need our kids being told, hey, little Johnny, you need to read a book on white privilege because you need to understand that your whiteness makes you an oppressor. Or here, little Jimmy, it doesn't matter that you were born black in America. Uh, You are an oppressed individual simply because there are white people that want to get you, which is just such crap. And, and that's the kind of thing that critical race theory promotes. The very idea that the way God made you automatically makes you an oppressor or an oppressed. That there's no hope. That there's no, you know, opportunity. Uh, that the equality we talked about is destroyed by the pursuit of equity, where they, they literally redistribute everything to try and make it even and, and declare certain things as bad that are good, and destroy the opportunities for equality and equality says in the eyes of god and by the way in the eyes of our founding documents all men are created equal all men are created equal that's the nation in which we live well this thursday your state school board dr wayne reynolds who is representing this listening area the majority of this listening area um, other members of the board stephanie bell of course the governor and, and other members around the state i want to encourage you to contact their office and tell them that you as a constituent are asking them to pass this resolution to ban critical race theory in our K-12 systems. Some will say, oh, it's really not here yet. Well, then why is the ACLU writing a letter basically refuting the need and not wanting and claiming it's a chill upon education uh, for the letter that I signed on to? And they, the ACLU, actually named me in their letter. Or how about this? Why is the Alabama Association of School Boards writing a letter to the members of our state's board, urging them not to support that resolution, because they claim it's something that upon which reasonable people can disagree? Really? They go on to say the resolution would likely have a chilling effect on Alabama public schools because important concepts our schools value and promote like diversity, equity, and inclusion are under attack as part of this movement, a movement they claim that comes from certain special interest groups. Well, listen, folks, that's your Alabama Association of School Boards writing a letter saying, hey, state school board, please, let's, let's don't ban critical race theory. Well, the only reason why you would not want to ban it is because you're for it. And and they they may say, no, it's because we want to leave open the opportunity for seeking different opinions. There is no validity to the opinion that people are born unequal. There is no validity to the opinion that critical race theory should be espoused to a first grader. There is no validity to the opinions that critical race theory The idea that a person is an oppressor should become a part of the curriculum of a high school in which white students are told they need to apologize for who they are and black students need to be told they have to do the best they can to rise up because the world is against them from the day they're born. That's got to stop. Got to stop. All right, y'all, listen. We're going to head into a short break. We're going to come back with our final segment for the afternoon, Right Side Radio. It's been a full show, and it's flown by. I'll keep the phone lines open see if anybody wants to call in take a bite of some of these apples we've had out here on the table today 866-494-9866 how do you feel about the news we've covered on this show news talk 92.5 FM 770 a.m. 90 WVNN Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio we'll be right back <music> News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. Got to tell you real quick about my friends at Otter Creek Farm. They are my friends. Frank and Jane Brown run that place, and it is run like a well-oiled machine. Beautiful hundreds of acres of manicured grounds. Beautiful facilities. If you want to have a just a, a, a nice drink and watch the sunset by the infinity pool as you look out over the, uh, the hunting grounds for you know pheasant and quail. If you want to uh, go out for a hunt, they'll have the dogs and the shotguns and the guides there with you. If you want to uh, stay for a beautiful meal uh, by their culinary staff, oh, yeah, they cook like you would not believe. And they also have beautiful overnight accommodations. So good that Donald Trump Jr. stayed there not long ago. It is that good. One of the best-kept secrets in North Alabama. Check them out. Otter Creek Farm. Their website is com. Well, I've got a call. It's about something we haven't spoken about, but I'll go ahead and take it. Uh, got Jacob from uh, uh, Chrisville on uh, the phone calling in about the recall vote in California. Just real quick, uh, Jacob, what you got? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I would just like to ask if it was possible, you being the leader of the right-side ruffians and everything, if there is any way you could have some political pull to try and get to the people of California to vote yes to recall Newsom and then yes to vote in a Republican governor, and then that would be a, a major win for conservatism, hopefully, if it's the right kind of guy. And I feel like we're just not addressing this possibility. Hey Jacob, good good call, man. And and you're right. We got to keep our eyes on stuff like this. So uh, yeah, California, uh, most populous state, uh, one of the most populous states in the nation. Amazing amount of political clout, and they actually have an opportunity here. And, and the leader of that, by the way, is a guy who is a uh, basically he's a right side ruffian himself. He's a he's a, a conservative talk show host. Uh, a guy named Larry Elder has stunned everybody by getting in the race as a uh, a. a, a a man who has got a name around the state and, and the bona fides to back it up, and he is wearing it out right now. So I think uh, it's a neck-and-neck neck race right now, but uh, it, is, um, it is something to watch. Hey, listen, uh, we've got a lot going on right now. I just talked a minute ago about the fact that we've got uh, mandatory vaccinations for uh, the military, and I've got a guy on the phone right now, Bill in Owens Crossroads here on Line 3. Bill, thanks for calling Right Side Radio. What are your thoughts on mandatory shots for the military? Well, I, I just wanted to mention the, the fact that I was in, when I went to Paris Island, South Carolina, we went to an infirmary, and we walked down the aisle, and they gave us shots in both arms. We had no choice. They were mandatory. I don't even know what they were. Yeah. You, you basically, when, when, you, when you got that head shaved and you walked into that, uh, that, uh, that arena, basically you were told what you would and would not do. Is that right? That's exactly right. Well, hey, uh, simplify, Bill. Thanks for your service in the Marine Corps, and uh, and you are absolutely right, folks. I mean, he he's right. So so green suiters, uh, you signed up for it, and when you did, you gave away some of your decision making. Um, and it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not uh, a non-FDA approved, uh, which it is, by the way, to keep it in mind, we're under an emergency use authorization (EUA). An EUA means it's experimental in a sense, not fully FDA approved. I'm not. I'm not negative vaccine. I'm not. What I am is pro liberty. It's going to be interesting to see whether we have members of the military that want to resist, and then to what end? What happens if they do resist? Um, well, that was Bill from Owens Crossroads, a, a former marine. Uh, never say former marine. A marine, uh, not no longer in uniform. How about that? Um, and uh, Bill, we appreciate your service. Uh, Simplified to you, my friend. Thanks for being a right side ruffian. Well, folks, we're coming down to the end of a day. And we got uh, we got so much stuff here. I got so much paper I didn't even get to I mean I, I do all that paper. I over prepare uh, pretty much every day uh, for these shows, uh, but that's what we do on right side radio. We're not going to come in here half cocked and just you know tell you what we think about something we figured out was on the news right before the show started. Um, we're going to break stories on this show, which we've done several times already. We're going we're to tell you things that impact you personally, or we're going to take a news story from another part of the nation or world, for that matter, and tell you why it relates to you. That's why I talked about Afghanistan today, because I'm concerned that some of you who listen are going to wind up being back there one day, like I was 19 years ago. Uh, 19 years? 20 years? How long has it been? Anyway, when the war started. Uh, but, folks, there is so much more going on. But what we need are folks like you who will do like what I said in my opening monologue today and be willing to say, not on my watch. I will not allow myself to be the frog that is boiled slowly, never being fully aware. All right, I will not allow myself to become complacent to the extent that I no longer care that my freedoms are being slowly dwindled away. You've got to speak up. You've got to take action. You've got to be willing to say, not on my watch. You've got to be willing to be a part of the of the of the crew that says we're watching this and we're going to do what we have to do. We're going to speak at the public meetings. We're going to write letters to the editor. All said and done, right side of ruffians. Let's get her done. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. You got the great one, Mark Levin, coming right after this.